All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. It is Holy Week on the Gospel for Life, and we know we're catching you in the middle of the week. Um, but we are going to be talking about uh, Palm Sunday um, today. It was just Palm Sunday a couple days ago, three days ago. For us. For yes, us, it, yeah. For us, yeah. 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 Palm Sunday. Uh, Sunday. So massive significance. Before we get there, let's uh, do our introductions. Pastor Jonathan Van Nagoon, you look pretty tired today, brother. It's been a busy week. Yeah. Already. already. Yeah. And it's only Tuesday. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Pastor Russ Herman from Cloverdale Reform Church. Good to be here. And then we have a special guest host today, uh, Pastor Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Church. How you doing, brother? Doing well, thank you. And for I got it me. right this time, right? Yeah, I mean, you keep forgetting the Presbyterian part, but you is know, it in it's the right. title? It is, but it's okay. Treasure Valley Reformed, Reformed Presbyterian. Pres- that is a yeah. mouthful. I know. See, how I'm, does that fit on a sign? <laughs> <laughs> very small print. <laughs> we're just called the Well. We're, we're apparently not very excited. Not just the Well. They sound like a place. Valley, that, RPC, they sound like a corner bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not a yeah, business no. card. It's a yeah. business sheet of paper. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that he hands out. Yeah. Well, um, Treasure Valley Reformed is perfectly fine. Uh, I'm going to just make a quick confession before we begin talking about Palm Sunday. I think you're in the wrong religion. I know, but (laughs) I'm hoping to be absolved. Um, This last week was Palm Sunday, and I did not break from my series to do anything um, in my sermon to to preach on Palm Sunday. We had Palm Sunday songs, but that was it. Yeah. So I feel better. Thank you you for letting me get that off my chest. I, I was waiting either, for the deep be, confession uh, here. <laughs> that, that was quite deep. Uh, all right. Okay. I'll be continuing my series, too, this week. So. <laughs> well, so Palm Sunday, uh, where do we go in the Bible to read about Palm Sunday? What's the significance of it? Well, the, Palm Sunday is going to be found in each of the four Gospels. It's one of the accounts that's found in each of the, uh, the four, uh, Matthew uh, 21, um, Mark 11, Luke 19, John 12. Um, and significantly in John 12, that's about uh, halfway through uh, the book of John. So the remainder of the book of John is going to deal with Passion Week. But uh, Matthew, I, I actually was, uh, I I usually, this is one of the times when I will break from a series is, you know, uh, for um, the week of Passion, you know, I'll deal with Palm Sunday, but we'll also have a Good Friday service and Easter. And it's almost necessary that you have something like a Good Friday service if you've done Palm Sunday, because otherwise you have the triumphal entry mm-hmm. and the resurrection. You've got like, I'm missing part of the story here. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah we're actually going to do a, a Good Friday service this year. I'm really excited. Our, our fellow Brit's going to preach for us on Friday night. So, um, All right, so let's, let's read the text then. You mentioned John 12 being one of them. Uh, so in John 12, starting in verse 12, uh, it says, The next day, and this is after um, you know Mary anointed uh, the feet of Jesus in Bethany. The next day, the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees, that's where we get the name Palm Sunday, went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. So there's a connection here to an Old Testament prophet. Um, what's the connection here? What's the significance? There's there's actually several connections in uh, 
Genesis 49, uh, you know, talks about the scepter is not going to depart from Judah, and and it talks about the this this one in the lineage of Judah, which would be Jesus. We get that in the genealogies, but uh, he he's going to the donkey is going to be uh, tied. Uh, let me just go back to Genesis 49. Um, <coughs> Uh, where it says, "The scepter shall not depart from Ju- Judah, nor the ruler's staff from beneath, between his feet." This is the scepter would be the rule, the reign, uh, which gives us that kingly nature. Then um, tribute shall come to him, and to him shall be the obedience of all the people, binding his foal to the vine, his donkey's colt to the choice vine. So, when when there when his disciples are told to go into um, Bethpage to find this donkey, um, you know that's going to be tied. Those words immediately take him all the way back to Genesis 49. And then there's a latter prophecy in Zechariah that, that we hear in Zechariah 9.9, that say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you humble, mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. So there's, there's those two connections. So immediately it's reminding you this is messianic. This is, you know, he's fulfilling uh, the messianic prophecy concerning uh the one that's to come, the anointed one. So I've been in a Bible study on a Thursday nights in our church, and we've been working through the minor prophets, and we just completed the book of Zechariah this last week. And the quote that's in each of the Gospels comes from Zechariah 9, where we read in Zechariah 9, verse 9, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a, of a donkey. And it's interesting that the context of Zechariah is that this king is coming, and as he comes, he's going to conquer all of God's enemies, and his rule is going to be established from sea to sea, and that there is he's going to empower and equip Zion. And so when you when you read that, um, you you recognize why the the Jews that were living in the, in the New Testament time period of Jesus would begin to think that this king that's coming into Jerusalem riding on this colt is coming to overthrow the Romans and that now is he's going to establish the kingdom that will overthrow all enemies of God and have earthly dominion. And so when you read Zechariah, you have to be careful that you read it correctly, mm-hmm. that the king is coming. And the king is coming to do battle, but the battle he's going to come and, and, and the enemy he's coming to do battle against is not earthly people. It's sin and Satan and hell. Mm-hmm. And he's going to take on the great enemies of God people and bring salvation. Mm-hmm. And all of the language of Zechariah is not talking about some sort of eschatology. What it's talking about is the church age. Mm-hmm. He ushered in the kingdom that Jesus said, you know, the kingdom of God is at hand mm-hmm. and is established with his coming to earth and his death and resurrection and ascension um, then ties back to what they, what they kind of miss is the uh, humble part. That's right. And this is, you know, in fact, they almost gloss over that he's going to come in meekness and humility and he's going to humble himself even to obedience, obedience that is going to take him right to the cross. And so they they've missed they've missed that you know they they're looking for the 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 deliverer that's going to come on a charger you might say and uh, and they've missed that so there's there's actually in in a number of these 
in these passages, particularly in Matthew, there's a there's a lot of messianic connection because it, Jesus is not only fulfilling this office of king, he's also fulfilling the office of a priest and prophet here because he comes into you know the, in Matthew 21 it says after this you know after he's come uh, on this Palm Sunday it says he entered the temple and drove out those in the temple now that technically that's Palm Monday uh, that's that takes place later but Matthew actually makes a connection he, he uses a connective just an and there just flowing from one thing to the next so he's connecting these two things not only is he coming as the messianic king he's coming as that messianic priest he's coming as the uh, the 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 priest who's going to cleanse and this is what we find here in in the palm sunday and we uh, see that in the uh, crowd's cry you know hosanna yes blessed is the one who comes in the name of the lord and that's a quotation from psalm 118 yeah. and as we read through psalm 118 beginning in verse 19 says open to me the gates of righteousness i will go through them and i will praise the lord this is the gate of the lord through which the righteous shall enter i will praise you for you have answered me you have become my salvation the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone speaking of christ uh, this is the lord's doing it is marvelous in our eyes this is the day the lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it save now i pray O lord O lord i pray send now prosperity and that's a prosperity for our souls. Uh, blessed is he, the quotation, who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. God is the Lord, and he has given us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords to the horns of the altar. You are my God. I will praise you. You are my God. I will exalt you. And this is also one of the Psalms that as we talk about the Lord's Supper, um, that Jesus most likely sang as they finished you know, their Passover. Yeah, they would have sung that. that and the, that word, the bind that, the cords that, to the sacrifice word, is You know, in where you're reading when it says save now, that is the word Hosanna. Yeah. That's what that's what Hosanna means. They're, they're, they're saying, you know, the crowds are singing save now or, or save me even. And this is something that we see. We also see that, um, you know, not only were they saying it on Palm Sunday, but as the children were taking up this, you know, going into the temple on that uh, that following day. Save now. There's a, and this is what God sent His Son to do to save us from our sins. Yeah, I think um, one of the ways that we can um, act like the the Jews here today is that we we forget who our our chief enemy is the jews were looking for deliverance from uh, many of them at least were looking for deliverance from the romans from their mm -hmm. oppression and so they were looking for a, a political deliverance they're looking for um, a physical deliverance now th those things are, are not minor in the eyes of god however they forgot who their greatest enemy were yeah. and this is one of the things about remembering holy week is when we when we think about palm sunday our conquering king came into jerusalem and he came to conquer our main sins or our main enemies and our main enemies are our sin uh the the devil jesus came to destroy the works of the devil he came to um propitiate our sins so that we won't have to suffer under the wrath of god we can get we can get sideways just like these jews did and forget who our greatest enemies are and that's the significance here of palm sunday well, and defeat and, uh, death itself i mean yeah. the final enemy to be completely eradicated that's right death I, also, I also want to just say i think we have to avoid the trope that says um that they said hosanna to him on palm sunday but they said crucify him later i th you know there were definitely those that did that and but 
you know, when Jesus is talking about what's going to happen to him, you know, three times in Matthew he predicts his death. He's going to go to Jerusalem, and the chief priests or scribes are going to uh, hand him over and 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 cru- crucify him. And that's this is what is happening there. They're the ones that turn the you know a, a number of people, but. The people that are coming up to Passover, these people have come from Galilee. They've watched him do miracles. They've watched him, you know, do all these different things. A lot of the, we're talking about this Passover week when the city is swelling with things. He is widely known. You know, people are saying, "Is he going to go up to Jerusalem?" There's a, you know, so there's an anticipation, and they've witnessed Lazarus being raised from the dead. They've witnessed blind Bartimaeus uh, in in Jericho um, receive sight. So there is this anticipation, and in fact, Bartimaeus is one of the first ones where Jesus actually permits somebody to say, "Son of David." You know, it, now it's public, and this is what they're crying out on Palm Sunday: "Son of David, Messianic King, uh, Ultimate King," is what they're saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think what Josh was saying is so is so true. There are still people today that come to Christianity looking for all the wrong things. So they're looking for peace or comfort or joy or stability or which do come to us because of the riches and blessings of Christ, but. Those are secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, really, what we need is is to have Jesus conquer our great enemy, which is the sin that resides within. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, we're going to be at the mercy of, of the devil and and be in fear of death. And so, the King has come, and the Amen. King has conquered what we needed most was our sin. Amen. Mm-hmm. You've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time.